Hello and welcome to How I Met Your Friends, a podcast where we're going to talk about friends and how I met your mother, two of the greatest shows that ever were on TV. My name is Julie and I'm Kathleen. We're in the same room. I was, because like I got confused and was about to say and like I'm not in Portland. I'm in Crooked River Ranch right now. Even though four seconds ago we discussed how we were going to start this. (laughs) And you said, I said this, and you said, okay, like we were going to do that. Surprise! Surprise! (laughs) Why was I watching, (laughs) why was I watching Friends, and they yelled surprise, and he drops Phoebe's cake, and it's a, was that one of the episodes? Yeah. In season one? Yeah, it's Phoebe's birthday, and she goes, that wasn't scary at all. Oh, that's right, because they, like, are trying to fix the cake while she walks in. So... If you're listening to this podcast in order, you know that we've come to the end of season one of both of our shows and, for that matter, our podcast. Um, We're going to put out there that Kathleen and I are both very surprised that we made it through the whole season of this, but I think that it's because we're both very passionate about this. It's because we love Friends and How I Met Your Mother more than anything else. This is true. Uh, Well, I mean, I love other things more than I love those shows, but we love them more than our lack of desire to want to do a thing or our lack of follow-through for doing a thing or our uh, anxiety or our, I can't do this tonight because I've got 8,000 other things to do. This is true. We have managed to make... Now it's Wednesday night, but we have mostly made Tuesday night recording nights pretty sacred. Mm -hmm. Um, Tonight, we also had a little conference call before recording, and so I made dinner in the form of putting Papa Murphy's pizza in the oven. I'm very proud of myself. I'm very proud of you, too. Um, Um, We do not yet have any paid ads, but I would like to put a little shout-out to Papa Murphy's for making dinner happen. Well, what's their slogan? It's like... Uh, you have an oven so we don't have to or something like that? Something like that. But it's a take-and-bake pizza place and they are so delicious. Um, and I think that it's maybe possibly like an Oregon thing because like, I don't think there's Papa Murphy's in a lot of other places, but here's my thing. No, it's I'm pretty sure I've seen one like driving through California in weed or some Which is super BS close to the town. Oregon border, yeah. though. Oh, Yeah. Because I have other friends who grew up here in Central Oregon, and they hate Papa Murphy's, and I still love them, so I think that's pretty funny. Um, I love them. I do love them. So we are going to just do some uh, chatting about season one, but first we're going to do the thing that makes me ever so happy, and we're going to talk about our podcast stats for this first season. So... um, the app or website or whatever you want to call it that we use to host our podcast lets me look at a lot of fun things. We have had over 1,600 listens. And they weren't all me. This is true. They weren't all me. I really don't listen again because sometimes I can't stand the sound of my voice. Okay, we're Um, back to Papa Murphy's real quick because... The pizza, so it opened in Hillsboro, Oregon, but then... In 1981, the year that I graced the planet. You're welcome. And But three years later, they opened a chain in Petaluma. <laughs> so it's pretty much, though, it's West Coast. Yeah. Like, West Coast. Okay. So, 
um let's see over 1600 that's where we were we were at over 1600 listens um we have a lot of listens on our very first episode which is awesome so i hope that means people are coming back for other episodes and obviously we know that the first couple of weeks were a little rough with the audio but um it's gonna get better especially because we're in the same room now and we're gonna keep making sure that our mics are where they should be um the other thing that we got recently is we got some fan email and i just love it so much so um i thought that gmail was already ready and apparently it wasn't (laughs) so thank you for that gmail so um and i hope she gets a real like kick out of this because i'm gonna read her email so katarina who is um overseas wrote us an email um, just over a week ago and said, I've found your pod after browsing through friends' pods. I love that you also seem to have a crush on Matthew Perry during his heavier times. And I know we've talked about this, that Mm -hmm. he was going through some um, drug addiction issues after an injury. Uh, The period I'm not liking, though, is the season seven Matthew, where it's very obvious that he's feeling crap, and you can tell by the way he moves and that he's not that quick on saying something witty to the others. He's back on track season eight, though, uh, but I usually skip a lot of season (laughs) seven because of his appearance and the way Chandler is portrayed that time. Oh, she says the truth about London, for example, always pissed me off. I definitely. Okay. I can get get it. I can get behind that. Um, and then Katerina, so this is Katerina, and I exchanged a couple of emails. So the next email we got from her, it says, I just listened to the one with the stone guy and about the I have a dream reference. Do you remember the I have a dream joke in season five where Joey has a dream about Monica and Chandler and or about Monica and Chandler tries to save his masculinity with reminding her she's with him because Chandler does have that issue. And so... Um, I found out Katarina is from Sweden, which is in a town, Malmo, which is close to Denmark. Um, so I love that our podcast has gone overseas. We're international. So cool. Um, let's see here. So Katarina loves... Let's see. Janice's Janice appears in every episode except season six, where only her voice appears from Chandler's mixtape. Remember, he gives oh, Monica yeah. the mixtape because they forget to make each other Valentines. Right. Um, Jan and Chan. Right. And then let's see. There was a good. Okay, so we got this email a couple of days ago. Um, I'm officially your stalkers. And I don't agree with that. You're no, just you our could new just friend. No, you just be our new friend. You're a new friend. And it's kind of like you're a pen pal. I like it. I'm literally literally binging all of your episodes. I wanted to give my point of view on who are the best friends. I absolutely can't. No, this is, this is controversial, guys. This is one person's opinion. I, I, this, but <laughs> I, can get, I can get behind some of it. I absolutely can't stand Rachel. She becomes somewhat bearable after giving birth to Emma, and that happens way late. So way like, late. So how long did you not stand her? Right. But she is not a good friend or girlfriend. Don't even get me started on We Were On A Break. I actually loved Rachel with Joey. Her relationship with Ross is toxic and unhealthy and simply mean. Um, She is rude to Ross for falling in love with great women. Mona, Julie, Charlie. Now, she doesn't mention Emily. I would get behind that because I hate Emily with Ross. 
Oh, yeah. I absolutely hate Emily with Ross. And obviously, I love any character named Julie. Um, yeah. Who we're about to meet when, no, well, I mean, okay. we haven't so met we, her. We just did we have, like, her. the flash of them getting off the airplane. Um, she says, there are not too many situations with Phoebe. Rachel is mean to Monica in many situations, moving in with Chandler, getting engaged. Oh, stealing the baby name. Um, stealing Monica's moment at the wedding to take a pregnancy test. Moving in without asking. <laughs> so I guess so, you're living with Monica. <laughs> she is mean to Chandler. Um, she is nice to Joey, though. Now, there are times that she does make fun of Joey's smarts, but I think also Rachel and Joey have the same level of maturity. Yes. In that, in that sense. Um, so... Katerina feels very strongly about Chandler and Joey. So Joey and Chandler complement each other. Joey has the charisma and looks and self-confidence that Chandler lacks, but Joey is there for Chandler in a way that makes Chandler feel a part of Joey's lifestyle. Chandler is intelligent and has social skills uh, that understand body language that gives him the advantage. While you might think Joey has an advantage due to his looks, he needs Chandler to be a part of their awesome duo. While Chandler understands and accepts that Joey is more successful with women, Joey never resents um, or becomes jealous when Chandler moves in with Monica and gets married. Joey knows Chandler is happy and that is an awesome friend. So, I, Julie showed me a picture earlier um, and it's Joey and Chandler side by side and it says, uh, I've spent the whole series debating, you know, like, like, choosing Joey or Chandler. And I was like, yeah, and that's exactly why they created Barney. Um, oh, that's true. Which the is, mix. I, I, I mean... I think that Barney has some of each of their qualities. He's also kind of terrible to the ladies, but um, his overall emotional character is is very similar to Joey. Yes. So we love uh, listener emails, so please keep them coming. Anyone who wants to share with us how you feel about a certain episode, the series, each of the series as a whole, anything like that, because we will read it. So, one of the things that we had found recently um, was a really cool article. I had looked up Leah Remini, or Remini, when she was on the birth episode as the uh, woman who Joey helps, and it uh, gave me an article that is titled, All the Actors You Didn't Know Auditioned for Friends. I'm sure there's more, but this is ten, so we're yeah, going with that. Qu- I mean, it, it is quite a few, and it's and I knew a few of them, but I didn't know all of them. I did know them. a couple of them. Um, and I think, hold on, I don't know. Oh, yeah, we didn't even look that up. Who auditioned for How I Met Your Mother? I knew some of these. No, here's a good one from Mental Floss. Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on. We're going to find one for How I Met Your Mother, because I know there there's a few. Um, I've obviously read some trivia over the years. Okay. Um, so let's just talk about this. So very first one on this list, and it's from Zimbio.com, is Ellen DeGeneres date, or, uh, auditioned for Phoebe. And this would have been back in the, around the time that she had her own show or right before, right before her own before show. she had her own show. Where, and she hadn't come out yet because she comes Correct. out. She comes the out The character comes Ellen. out and then she herself does. Uh, apparently Jane Lynch also That is a terrible fit. I love Jane Lynch. I think she's an amazing actress. Right? And I watched the hell out of Glee 
because Sue Sylvester, well, no, I, I watched mean, Glee because it was basically my high school life, but <laughs> um, I watched Glee because I really identified with a lot of the characters and I loved the way that um, she portrayed Sue Sylvester. So you were the kids who wanted to be in the singing class and I was Brittany S. Pierce who was a cheerleader who then had friends who wanted to audition for her to sing, and I can't sing at all. So we I'm had, just saying. we had football players in there because they had, had academic to. challenges. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. Uh, Kathy Griffin also auditioned for Phoebe. I'm... And the question here is, if Kathy Griffin had been chosen for the role, would she have dyed her hair blonde? We'll never know. No. She wouldn't have. Uh, Janine Garofalo auditioned for Phoebe. I don't even know who that is. The Truth About Cats and Dogs, Reality oh, Bites. okay. Um, she's been in a seen, ton of stuff. No, I think I've only seen The Truth About Cats and Dogs. So here's something that one of the other podcasts that talks about Friends posited. Um, I think it was Handbag Marinara. There was a, a theory that Phoebe was supposed to be a little bit gothier and grungier then, so that's how you see her in kind of like, in one of the very first episodes, she's in a jean jacket with like ripped off sleeves and it's all like, but they played, they, they switched it and made it to, to be a hippie. So I can see if they were going for her to be like leftover goth from the early 90s, Janine Garofalo would have fit very well. Yeah. Because that's kind of what she had been pigeonholed into and it's not true because she's a fine actress. Um, I don't know who that one is, so we're going to go La- No, we it. have to say it anyway. Larp. Oh. Park Lincoln from Beverly Hills 90210 and the 1988 horror film Friday the 13th Part 7 auditioned for Phoebe. She was like the transfer in kid on 90210. I haven't gotten that far again on Hulu. I don't remember all of the like side characters. Yeah, like like late series. Okay. I'm pretty sure. This is one that I knew about. Taya Leone had originally auditioned for Rachel. I love her as an actress, but I'm not disappointed. Right. Um, now, here's something funny, and I knew this, too. So, Courtney Cox and uh, Jennifer Aniston had each auditioned for the other for role. For the other role. And when Courtney Cox came in and then, like, read the things, she was like, uh, I'm actually Monica. Like, I should You should let this. me, yeah, be that person. Um, Elizabeth Berkley from Saved by the Bell and Showgirls fame auditioned for Rachel. She does not look like herself in that picture. She's had a little bit of work done, I think. A little bit. She looks like an Olsen. So... So from this angle, she looks like Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, good call. In a not good way. Right. I mean, Elizabeth Olsen is adorable. And anyway. Uh, Jane Krakowski, who went on to be on 30 Rock and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, auditioned for Rachel. No. Wow. I just, I can't, I can't do it. And then Leah Romini actually did audition for Monica. Mm-hmm. When she didn't get it, they brought her back for the guest appearance on The One with the Birth, which I thought was adorable. Um, I don't really know. I mean, I recognize Jamie this actress. Gertz. Jamie Gertz, Gertz from The Neighbors, but I don't know. I don't like, know I wouldn't, anything I don't know that, that show. on. Um, so Nancy McCown from The Facts of Life. Oh my god. So she plays, oh wait, who did she originally play? Joe. Thank you. Um, so (laughs) Joe from The Facts of Life auditioned to be Monica. I feel like maybe she was too young. No, that's an old stage picture. Well, but like, even by the time The Facts of Life was done? Yeah. Um, so John Cryer, who went on to be on, uh, Two and a Half Men, 
and was originally Ducky in... Oh, yeah. I just watched that with mm-hmm. my mom. Auditioned for Chandler. Uh, John Favreau, who then later was Pete Becker, Monica's boyfriend, auditioned mm-hmm. for Chandler. So I do like that they brought they some of the people back. They did bring back a lot of the people that auditioned, but they didn't get... Here's a good one that got brought back very well. So Hank Azaria, who we know from Mad About You and The Simpsons, and later is Phoebe's boyfriend David, actually originally auditioned to be Joey. I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. So, the one who moved to Minsk. Mm. Uh, Eric McCormick from Real and Grace auditioned for Ross. You know, I could see that because... But here's the thing. They they literally said they wanted David Schwimmer originally. Right. But I think they had, had to let some people... Or, right. Yeah. Or let some people audition. So that's all the ones that are in this article. So let's go over to the one about him, yum. And there's a few that I know. So this is a good one. Uh, Jim Parsons from The Big Bang Theory originally auditioned to play Barney. Not a chance. And do you see? Do you think that though? Because you see him as Sheldon. Yes, and that's that's my own stereotyping. But isn't there something like I kind of agree? And it was really hard for me at first because the last time I'd seen Neil Patrick Harris he was, was in no was in Harold and Kumar, where he's a terrible person playing a caricature of himself who's, like, sleeping with a ton of women and basically on coke. Okay, well... But then before that, Doogie Howser. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember him from Doogie Howser. I never actually watched Harold and Kumar, and he did um, Dr. Horrible's... Right, I didn't get into that. I knew uh, about it. Here's one that'll uh, freak you out. Scott Foley, who was on... uh, I want to say alias, but that's not right. Hold on. I'll Google it. You keep reading. Thank you. Um, so Scott Foley was offered the role of Ted, and Jennifer Love Hewitt was offered Robin. See, Jennifer Love Hewitt... Tracy, could have been the mother. Tracy reminds me of Jennifer Love Hewitt. Right. Could have yeah. been the mother in a different universe, but could not have been Robin. Oh, hell no. No. Not even a little bit. What is Scott Foley on? What I don't know, but he's Scro- really attractive. He's really cute. Scroll down, though. I'm still looking. She should. Oh, he's married to Jennifer Garner. He was or on he Felicity. Was. Felicity. He was on Felicity. Oh, and Dawson's Creek. Thank you. But that was a guest star. And Grey's Anatomy. And House. Let's look at some more of these pictures. Um, Just kidding. Let's see here. So Britney Spears actually did want to be on the show. That's why they had her do that little arc. Abby. Alicia's, Alicia Silverstone was originally going to play Stella until Britney Spears got involved. Silverstone had to be replaced by Sarah Chalk after Silverstone's representatives worried that their client would be overshadowed by Spears. That bums me out because I love totally Alicia Silverstone. That could have been awesome. Not I would have died. Not that I don't love Sarah Chalk, but I hated the Stella character to begin with. Well, so yeah, I mean, the whole Stella thing was stupid. Except a one-minute date. That was really cute. No, it wasn't. You're wrong. Okay, well, when we get to it, we'll talk about it. <gasps> Wait, here's something fun. Ted's kids knew the ending of the series for nine years. Of course they did. Because they had to film all that. But I didn't think they actually, like, well, I guess you're right. They had to tell them. Right. Oh, you're right. They said to sign a confidentiality agreement. <laughs> of course they did. I love Victoria. Stop. I love Victoria. What? What? Victoria would have been the mother if CBS canceled the series early. Let me read it. <laughs> Maybe this is why we shouldn't be in the same room. 
The initial 13 episode or 13 episode order conveniently co- concluded with drum roll please, which introduced Ashley Williams' character. Oh, I kind of just got chills. No, gross. You're gross. Josh Radner kept the blue French horn. Okay, that's not that many like who would they have played. But let's let's move on. So, what we're going to do for this recap is basically we're going to kind of talk about what was your like favorite episode from each show what was your least favorite do you have a new favorite character than you did before we started this podcast um like lily was always my favorite character okay and i think she still is my favorite okay um barney is a damn close second (laughs) and the more i watch how i met your mother the less i like ted but are you feeling that way about Ross, too? Or did you, like, do you still... <laughs> so I kind of always had a secret burning hatred for Ross. <laughs> Even though I love him and I think that he has some really strong qualities, like, he, the show alludes to him being a good father, but we've right. already talked about how, like, the, the babies show up and then disappear. But they allude to him being a good father. He does have his heart in the right place like he wants to well the right place for him he does want to settle down and you know build a family and he has good intentions he just does not have good follow-through um and he's just kind of a whiny little bitch this is true do you ever worry that we are viewing both of these male characters and maybe even barney and joey through such different eyes in 2019 that we can't ever go back to I didn't ever love Ross it wasn't where I was like oh I love Ross and I want them to be together I wanted them to be together because like Ross and Rachel are meant to be together I've always loved Chandler yeah I've always loved Chandler I always thought that he was the stronger male character but like now we're watching it and like Ted is kind of stalkery sometimes Ted's kind of stalkery but I still love Chandler I so I think as far as, like, the dude lineup goes, that's the one, you know, he's not maybe the most classically handsome, and I'm attracted to him, but not the way that, like, I am actually attracted to my partner physically. Um, But his character and his qualities and the way that he takes care of everyone around him and Monica and the babies and, like, all of that is what I was always drawn to. This is true. Um... So, is there one episode for season one of either show, or both shows, that's your favorite? That you can think of off the top of your head? And I can get IMDb up really quick if you need me to. Yeah, let's just look at the titles, because I think that's... <laughs> I'm not I'm not good at this. So, um, oh, by the way, one of my IMDb windows is open is on open Luke Perry on right Luke now. Perry. Don't, I don't want to talk about it. We're not. Him so much. Um, I let's do want to see this, I though. T- oh, for sure. The, um... Gypsy Rose Hulu thing. The so. act. Yeah, yeah, that looks like it's going to be intense. We might have to watch it together. Okay. I'm not sure I can watch it alone. It looks scary. Friends episode guide. Okay. Season one. So, um, let's see. Something that... Hmm. I don't know that I have a favorite of this season. I, oh, I don't know, and I, I did just have them on in the background while you I was did. unpacking, but I will say, 
I do love the one where Underdog gets away. And the reason why is when Monica comes back and has her little meltdown about who was supposed to have the keys and why she was making Thanksgiving dinner, when her voice goes that high was exactly what happened to me on Sunday when I had my little meltdown. You sure did. I got real squeaky. You were squeaky. So I was feeling Monica in that pulled in ten different directions thing. Yes. But I also love that, like, the one where Underdog Gets Away gives us a... Uh, peek into everyone's childhood so we find out mm-hmm. why Chandler doesn't do Thanksgiving or not That's the entire true. story but a majority of it we find out that um, Ross likes mashed potatoes with lumps it is very like char- character building developing. Mm. Um, I would say my least favorite oh wait I love the one with the boobies Oh, yeah. It's just so pranky. It's like... Chandler Bing, it's, it's time to see your thing. It's just like <laughs> super campy. Um, let's see. Um, I'm trying to think of one that You're I... You're scrolling faster than my eyes. Sorry. It's okay. That I don't like. I mean, I don't love all of the monkey plots. I was just going to say, I do not love Marcel. But here's the problem with that is... The rest of the things going on in a majority of the episodes where Marcel is there are still, like, pretty good. Relatable. Like, the it's whole... storyline. The whole thing with the monkey getting away, again, we find out about Monica and Rachel in high school. Right. Because they're confronted by someone who they maybe weren't very nice to. Like, and she has to say, well, Monica, you're, you're off the hook because you, you were, were fat. fat. But Rachel, man, what a bitch. Um... Actually, you know what? I don't love the one with the evil orthodontist. I don't either. It's just so icky. Because again, Rachel, you know that he's with someone. You have sex with him in his dentist chair. Which, hey, things happen. And and you know what? I'm not... That's fine. But then when she's like... But when you continue to do it, it's, oh, yeah. it's questionable. It's not, it's not good. Um, I don't love that one. I do love the one with the ick factor. I do. And here's the funny thing. When... They keep saying, like, young Ethan. I swear that name is used again, like, either later in the show or on How I Met Your Mother, there's a character named Ethan. Either way, I was like, what? they keep saying young Ethan. Um, okay, is there a, a How I Met Your Friends episode from season one that's your favorite? Uh, let's look at the titles again. I was not prepared for this. And we talked about it, and I still was not prepared. I know, I told you. It's fine. You had to work today. Okay, come on. No, Captain Marvel, I love you, but could you not get in my way right now? Come on, IMDb. Okay. So, I would say that for the first... The first season of How I Met Your Mother, I do love Okay Awesome when they go to the club. Yes. Because I love all of the terrible dance music and, and how the like. They... I do love that one. Um, let's see here. The pineapple incident. Pineapple's incident is fantastic. Mo not mostly because, but especially because of Danica McKellar. I almost called her oh. Danica Danica um Patrick. Oh. The race car driver. It's not the same person. I love Danica McKellar as well. I will say I actually don't like the wedding episode. 
That's the one where... Where Claudia's a bridezilla. Well, no, right. But that's the one where... Drumroll, please, is... Where he actually meets Victoria. the meeting. Right. So, yeah, the wedding is the one that sucks. Yeah, I don't really love that episode. Um, Let's see here. I love game night. When you find out about Barney's past and that yeah. he was a little hippie before he was yeah. who he really who he is now um let's see here nothing good happens after 2 a.m is a hard episode because you know it's coming really hard and it episode. doesn't feel good um yeah so overall think back to like i know you and i both didn't watch how i met your mother like when it came out but think back to like the very first time you started watching either of these shows. You were just hooked. Oh, immediately. Okay. Immediately. How I Met Your Mother did a really great job of um, capturing and engaging. It did. I loved Friends, but the storyline kind of dragged a little bit more. Oh, okay. I see where I I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it, but and I wanted to watch more, but I was not like incessant the way that I was with How I Met Your Mother. Do you think that that has a little bit to do with the different time frame that each show came out and that How I Met Your Mother was competing with more other shows? I think it has more to do with the fact that by the time I started How I Met Your Mother, I was already in the binge mentality. Oh, good call. So, I mean, like I enjoyed Friends, and I looked forward to it, and I was excited about it, but with How I Met Your Mother, it was very engaging right away, and I had instant access to more. This is true. I think this is also changing how people are watching both shows now. So, I was actually, I was reading something. Oh, I was reading that um, Marta Kaufman thing, and Mm. she had said something along the lines of, um, There's never going to be a revival. <laughs> oh, she did say that. But she said, you know, the way that we used to watch TV, you would, it was on at that set time. And unless you had a VCR or some recording device, you didn't get to see it. Right. Um, and so people would have watch parties. Like yep. You had a series finale watch party. Yes, but did. people would get together on Tuesday nights, or I'm sorry, on Thursday nights. Okay, by the way, it is Wednesday the 20th, and all day yesterday, I thought it was Wednesday the 20th, <laughs> oh, and Monday was rough, so I'm like three in a row with Mondays, um, so that's where there. my words are, uh, but anyway, so she was saying, you know, we used to do these things, like we would gather and we would watch the shows, and we would engage together as a community, but now when we're watching TV, like we have the option to be in our cozies and in bed with our laptop and go to sleep. So TV is a lot less social. Um, yes. Um, I think that plays into it too. I think because a lot of people like when they are... Now, I used to have viewing parties with a couple of my friends for um, True Blood because only one of them had mm-hmm. HBO or Showtime, so we'd go over there and that was really fun. Yeah. But now I see a lot of people, like even with stuff like The Masked Singer, as soon as that episode's on, the next day, a ton of my friends, do you know who so-and-so is? What's your guess? And so social media has social replaced media has played in. people mm-hmm. getting together and also people talking about it at the water cooler. 
that right. whole like did like, you watch mentality mm, yeah mm-hmm. did you watch this show did you like what do you, you know because you couldn't get together you still knew that like they probably watched it the next day and now we have a lot of the whole like people will post something on social media and they'll either put it in their post or someone else will say, I didn't watch Game of Thrones. Please don't spoil it for me. Right. And I'm like, dude, is this like thing. what? Well, and if you, so I've never seen a single episode of Game of Thrones. Ditto. I understand that people have died and people have people whatever. But like, oh yeah. And I don't have any, I mean, I'm sure it's great. But the way I see, and that's funny because obviously when Friends first started, I was only in high school right you know so it wasn't gonna be a whole like if you tell me what happened on friends i'm gonna be really upset with you know my friends but i see these people where they're like don't spoil it for me and i'm just like well then maybe you better stay off social media for the next couple of days like um so that that plays into it it's kind of replaced our gathering like you're saying but then also the fact that we don't have these watch parties leads us to binge watch because we we are feeling more connected to the show than actual humans right. and then it just kind of cycles back through yeah I, at least in my own personal experience yeah so um i think we should talk a little bit about what we're going to do for season 2 and kind of some ideas that we had um, for we want, extra things. We want to be more engaging in season two. Like, um, right now, and one of the things when we started this that I said that I wanted to avoid was going scene by scene episode. But, you know, we kind of can't, we can't avoid that. Um, but, and I, I don't feel like we've ever, like, done line for line where I feel monotonous and it's like, well, why are people listening to us instead of just watching? So that being said, we want to do some things that are more engaging, like potentially, um, this is going to take a lot of forward thinking too, and I, I don't know how I feel about it, but we'll get it, we'll get there. But um, maybe making a meal or making a cocktail that reflects either the theme of the art- article, dear God, I swear to God. Day three of Mondays. This is why we're going to take a little break, too. <laughs> Real soon. Um, um, but, like, themed cocktails. Themed cocktails or themed, or themed food, dinner. Um, or replicating a recipe that happened in one of the shows. I think we should do that. I think that's fun. So, just um, kind of make it more... Um, and this can be stuff that we might just be more sharing, like, a... Um, website that you guys can go and visit. Yes. And we'll obviously share it on our social media um, but I know that too, I want to maybe, um, just find some more like articles that are referencing both shows. Mm-hmm. We found a few, I've been saving a lot, but we're going to bring in more. And I agree that a, our original intention was not to go and then this thing happened and then this thing happened. But what I found was there was there wasn't a way to get to how we felt how we about felt. that scene mm-hmm. until we kind of set it up and say this happened and we feel like Ted going into Robin's apartment with a string quartet and Did all these this. flowers yes. was a little much. So I and I mean that was my original fear was that we were going to be line for line scene for scene and it hasn't been that way. It hasn't felt that way to me. Um it it has felt really natural and organic and conversational um 
And the other thing, obviously, is that we want to hear from our listeners. Um, we fully uh, accept that we've had some audio difficulties and we are very hard, uh, like working very hard to make sure that those are getting better. We're um, looking into uh, making sure that wherever we record, whether it's like right now we're in Kathleen's spare bedroom sitting on the bed, um, that, you know, where you can hear us pretty well. The other issue is, um, without even meaning to is I'm a loud person. Um, Um, I was on the phone with my mother tonight and then all of a sudden Julie got a call and started talking and my mom goes, what? I said, oh no, that's Julie. She's talking. Was I, like, yelling? No, and I said she only has one volume. Oh, my. It's loud. I, I, um, I should have, like, either been on radio or been on, like, a stage actress or something. I've got a hookup for radio if you want to That's true. You do. (laughs) I do. Um, so, we, you know, we're trying to make this the best podcast that, uh, for our listeners, but also for ourselves, so, um, but I think one of the things with season two is that, uh, I think we're just going to try and be a little bit more prepared. Yes. We say that knowing full well that Who we things are. happen <laughs> and life happens. And if you're listening to us now, you understand, hopefully, who we are. Um, but I am loving doing this. Me and too. And I don't want to stop anytime soon. And so um, the other thing we're going to do is, once again, in season two, there are more Friends episodes than there are mm-hmm. How I Met Your Mother. So we will find two Friends episodes that make sense to do smash together. together and do you in know, one episode. We could have done this if we would have had the forethought and done the one with two parts. That's true. I mean, whatever. It worked out well. We did just fine. But right. Um, I think a little bit of looking ahead. Looking ahead is going to be one of our really yes. big themes for season two. Um, and then, um, what was the other thing? We would love suggestions for like some bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. Do you do you want more trivia? I would like to. Play I would play more trivia. Um, more guest stars because we've got a couple of friends here in Central Oregon who are also friends. Um, fanatics and um, I. What? I was talking to my brother today, and he said I would love to be on How I Met Your Mother night. You mean really? Yeah, yeah, he loves that show. Doesn't Trevor watch both too, or is yeah, that just with I, you? No, well, I mean, he's watched both of them, but he watches them with me. Okay. And he said, you know, I'll come play trivia, whatever. Oh, um, I would love to have like more, yeah, male more presence. people for trivia. Oh, oh. for sure. Well, we'll no, we're still too call, much. We'll still call ourselves Lady Pod Squad. Um, even with me, yeah. Even if we have some guest um, stars. Guest stars. Um, but if you want to be involved with the pod, send us some trivia or some emails. We'll read them. Right? Um, and then we're still looking into a Patreon and some ideas for that. And one of the things that I really want to have made is a sticker. Me too. <laughs> because, and I should post a picture of this. I put stickers on my laptop, so I'm going to tell people. So, oh, oh. Get, you need a Sharpie. I almost did this. I almost did it today. To my, to my blockbuster? Yes. Okay. So, if, if that got real loud. If you guys don't put two and two together, and we totally understand. So, um, Crooked River Ranch is, what, 45 minutes from Bend? Yeah. About that? Yeah. So, Bend, Oregon, my hometown, born and raised... 
is now the official location of the last blockbuster on the planet. Absolutely. So Tourist. I have a sticker. Yes. So I have a sticker that says last blockbuster in America because there used there is there, still one in Australia. It closes at the end of this month. Right. So, and the two in Alaska. So this is this became the last one because the two in Alaska closed last year or this last summer or the summer before. Right. And then there was one in Australia, but now it it's is closing set at to the close end of this it. month. Mm-hmm. But so I have a sticker for Blockbuster, I have a sticker for a brewery that I really like. I have one from the Eclipse. I have one from the um from Tillamook Creamery and I so we're gonna I would really like to get some stickers I would like made. To make some stickers. Um I think I know a guy for that too. I think so. You gotta get a guy. You gotta get a guy. Oh, like Barney has a guy. Yeah. We'll have a guy for oh, he even has a guy named Guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> so wait, I got a radio guy. You got a radio guy and a and sticker, a sticker guy. guy. Um who is a girl. Okay. <laughs> Hey, that's okay, though, because it's the same way where you say dude to people and you just mean, you can mean male or female. It's like saying y'all. It's yeah. gender neutral. Yeah, no. Dude and guy and Do y'all. Do you know what, how to say yes and how to say no in Californian? Dude. No. What? Yeah, no means... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to do that. Okay. No, yeah, I'm going to do that. Except they're both the same. We've gotten off topic. So, oh, okay. Are you new? Right. Um, I can't. So I feel like just the recap of this is more than anything. I'm still really excited that we're doing this. I'm so excited. Like six months in and I'm really excited that we're still doing this. Well, and so we talked about, you know, it took us six months to get through the first um, season. And if we do each season... And it takes us six months, then that wraps us up in like four and a half or five years. And I don't know about you, but I actually don't have a five year plan. <laughs> so, this, this is, is my five year plan. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, oh, the other thing that we should mention, and this is probably why we're both a little giggly, oh. is that we are drinking the whiskey. That Gretchen brought for the Friends trivia episode, and because Kathleen was joining us via Skype, and she had never gotten to try the whiskey, we are drinking the whiskey. This is, I'm a first timer, oh. and, um... It's interesting. It, it is interesting. Inter- yeah. Interesting is a good word. It's and not in the way, like, when we were house hunting and I said it was interesting. <laughs> you meant, let's get out of here. Let's run for our lives. Um, no, but this is good. I mean, it's good. We have it with some um, Seven Up, and it's a little bubbly. It's a little smoky. It's it smells really weird. Yeah, it smells like a campfire. It also it's strange. It also I don't know. It's good. I like it. I would. I'm clearly going to finish this, and I would have more. Yes. Well, you might still have to finish mine because I have to drive home. True. Um. Is there anything else? I can't think of anything else. I. Cannot. Although, if anybody has a lead on a How I Met Your Mother trivia game or trivia book, let us know. Because I really want to get That's true. some of that going. It's really... There's not a game, as far as I can tell. And the books that I have found on Amazon, I would need to pay like $100 to get. And I'm not down to do that. I'm sorry. No. So we might have to make our own. But we could rent it from the library. If the library actually had it, we'd have to like request it. Yeah. You really think the Shoes County Library has a How I Met Your Mother trivia book? Maybe. I'll get on there right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> and this is why we shouldn't be in the same room together. 
Um, DeschutesLibrary.org. So support your local library. <laughs> this is true. You should. And indie bookstores. No Mich- kidding. Michelle Obama was in Portland this weekend. I know. To, to... And I got the reminder that I had an upcoming event, but I didn't have tickets. No, I didn't get tickets either. But she went to one of the local bookstores and they had like a little discussion and reading. Ugh. And it was so cute. There was a bunch of pictures taken. And in the background, you could see one of the books from the publisher that I work for. And so it was really cute because we were all excited that Michelle Obama had been in Portland. But at the same time, my boss was like, it's really cool that our book was behind her. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, because people are going to Google that shit out of that book. I thought it was pretty cool that a book about a bridge was, um, you could see behind Michelle Obama. So, um, is there anything from season two that you're excited for that you can think of? Like, is there an episode? I have legitimately forgotten what happens in season two. So the only one in season two that I can think of off the top of my head, and it was only because, um, and I think it's season two, I really hope it is, I had been reading an article about Lucy Hale. Oh, and, she and she's plays a little Robin's sister. Little sister. I love her so much. And so I feel like, yep. It is episode, um, it doesn't say, 12. So it's episode 12, first time in New York. And I am looking forward to that one because it has some really good stories. It is really good. Yeah, it has some really good flashbacks, like young, uh, getting to see the young characters. So, um, well, I think that about wraps it up for our season one recap. We will, um... Keep you guys posted on when season two will start recording. We may do a bonus episode between now and then, but I do know that we're probably going to take the next like definitely the next two two to three weeks, maybe three. Yeah, Um, because we've both got some events coming up too. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm officially in Bend as of we might have to Saturday. We might have to take uh, fire season is right around the corner, so we might be taking a trip. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, Officially. You. And we're back to you now. It's not all about Oh, right? All right. I'm officially in Bend. Whee! So, okay. It is happy times. It is happy times. Um, I can't think of anything else. That's it. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. Until next time, and please remember to reach out to us on social media. We are on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at How I Met Your Friends Pod. Uh, Twitter's actually at H-I-M-Y friends pod, but if you just type in how I met your friends, you'll find us. And our email, as always, is how I met your friends pod at gmail.com. So until next time, au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs>